Opening up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag. A lot of questions about quarterbacks. It's a waiting game right now. The Jets, Carr, Rodgers. What about new long-term extensions for Herbert, Burrow, Hurts, all that. And Danny Dimes, some questions there. All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. That's where most of the questions came from on today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, so tons about quarterbacks here. And quarterbacks rule. We talked a lot about some quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson and uh, Daniel Jones with the franchise tag stuff on yesterday's episode, Matt. Uh, we got more questions here. And um, a lot of it is based on sort of the, the I don't know, I guess sort of the the waiting that's going on right now with teams and quarterbacks. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a question from Michael that says, between Lamar, Hurts, Herbert, Burrow, who signs their long-term contract first this offseason i think the short answer to a lot of that is uh well with lamar it's its own situation but the other three they're kind of waiting to see what the other guy gets so there might be some waiting happening mm-hmm. there um off the air we talked about the new york jets a little bit and are they waiting on rogers before they try to make a move for maybe Derek carr is, is are there multiple teams waiting to hear about rogers or something else going on uh with another option before they go down the path with Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr waiting to find out what the best spot is for him? Is he going to wait for free agency to start? So there's there's a lot of waiting going on here in the NFL as it pertains to quarterbacks. And then there's the franchise tag stuff too with Lamar and Danny Dimes. Anthony has a question. If the G-Men tag Danny Dimes, uh, they will save nothing. If they offer a contract, then they're in bed with him. What would you do? So we've got a lot of questions about a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. Today, okay. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know where to jump in there. You just threw a lot of information at me. I, but I, I, this is going to be a, have to be a quarterback segment where we throw all of these questions. Okay. Together. Let's start with the Jets. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers, okay. who's okay. currently, I believe, in darkness on a retreat right now. Is that the plan, seemingly, for the New York Jets? Are they just waiting for Aaron Rodgers? Then after that, they go, okay, we're going to go car. We're going to go hard after a different veteran option. Or are they going to stay in-house, draft, develop? So... I think that I'm going to get to the Jets in one second, but when you threw all those quarterback things at me, it kind of dawned on me. It looks like there's two hurdles, stumbling blocks, delays of why we're not seeing more action right now. One of which is Rogers went out of town on his dark mushroom, whatever he's doing, you know, (laughs) he's not around right now to make any decisions. So he's the biggest fish in the potential free agent. Well, maybe Lamar. Um, but he's a big fish and a big domino that can't fall right now because he's not around because he's in the dark. So everyone's waiting on that, I th- I'm sure. I think the other stumbling block hurdle to all these things, which is kind of the first conversation with the contracts, of course, that we've talked about a lot, is the Browns were kind of foolish to sign the Deshaun Watson tr- contract. You know, everyone, including Burrow, Herbert, everyone focuses on Lamar. But I'm sure all those agents are saying, well, we want the same deal as Deshaun, too, and nobody's going to do it. And 
So I think of the contracts that need to happen. Lamar's first, even if it's just a franchise tag. I mean, at least there will be something happening. There's not a rush on Herbert and Burrow and Hertz and those guys. And if I'm them, as you mentioned, I think the key to maximizing my earning power is being the last to sign of the three. Hey, give me a dollar more than Herbert got or whatever it is. But you want to talk Jets? Because I think the Jets are the most interesting team. Uh, just to add to what we just talked yeah, about. Yeah. And like the first domino needs to fall for the other dominoes to fall. So we might and, – and really right. with, with Hertz, Herbert, Burrow specifically – those can be summertime things. Exactly. So exactly. Burrow, Burrow's rooting for Lamar to get all those guarantees. So he can be like, cool, give me $1 more in guarantees than Lamar just got. Like, we're good. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, so, so that's where all the waiting is going to come in. Um, I don't think Burrow's going to worry about Herbert and Hurts because he's going to go higher than them anyway. For good Herbert, point. it'd probably be better if he could sign a deal next offseason if he has another big year this year and then all those other contracts happen. So, I, yeah. you know, the Herbert-Hurts thing, they, they, might be, they might benefit from – uh, waiting one more offseason before they sign. That's a good point. I mean, Lamar's the only one with a deadline of those four. Yes. You know, like, so deadlines make deals happen, whether it's a trade, a contract, whatever. So I would bet something happens with Lamar, whether it's the Ravens or not, I don't know. Um, but I do think the Ravens, I know this isn't what they asked, but we've touched on it before. I don't want to say they're stubborn, but I think they trust their scouting. They trust their process that they're not going to just go, well, we'll cave in. We'll give it to you. I, I think they have a number. You know what I mean? And right. whether they get there or not, that's up to Lamar, in my opinion, is my hunch. So would you say that Lamar is the most likely to get a long-term contract done first just because there's a clock, whether it's with the Baltimore Ravens yeah. or there's a trade and he gets that deal with somebody else? Yes. Like, I'm not sure the, the young pups that mentioned here get a deal done before the draft, where I have to think Lamar is elsewhere or – financially set before the first pick happens on draft night. You know what Likely. I mean? But there still is the opportunity that he's on the franchise tag. And then one of those other deals happens over the mm -hmm, course of the mm -hmm. summer. But if I had to put money on the order of them getting signed, I'd say Lamar first burrow second, and he gets a huge contract this off season. And then Herbert and Hertz are yeah. after that probably. And I don't think Herbert and Hertz would get in the neighborhood of what the other two quarterbacks get. And they might want to wait anyway for, for one more round, one more season, but maybe they'll wait and maybe they'll see, maybe they'll see what those guys get and, and there'll be a deal done for those guys as well. So two nuggets that weren't part of the question, and we could get to the jets and other teams here, car and all these teams. I talk about every year I go to Latrobe, St. Vincent college with the Steelers and I'm on the air a bunch and it's the dog days of camp and all that. And I always talk about it when we're up there. And it's something the Steelers do regularly, but I think it's super smart. And you kind of mentioned it too. Like when camp's starting to drag and everyone's looking at each other, give TJ Watt a new contract. Give Deontay Johnson a new contract. Give Joe Burrow a new contract. The whole place lights up for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we've been dragging and we've been in the heat doing, you know, used to be two a days. They don't do that stuff anymore. Let's go give someone a huge contract and light a fire under the whole place for a week. Like that kind of stuff's smart to me. Yeah, and everyone remembers, oh, yeah, that's what we're working toward here. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could be next year, you know, right. So I think that's interesting. And then one nugget, again, that wasn't asked of us, but people forget. I mean, Herbert, Burrow, um, Hertz, and Hertz was not a first-rounder, but Tua was in that draft, too. Like, no one brings him up at this point. You got to make a decision on him very soon. I assume he's next year no matter what. I don't know how you could possibly get a contract done with him right now, but his name never comes up in this conversation, which I find odd. 
Right. And there's fifth year options with these first rounders too. Right, right, right. Doesn't have to. So maybe that's why Hertz gets a deal first before some of these other guys. But there's fifth year options and those fifth year options are cheaper in mm-hmm. most of those cases, you know, and probably Tua too, that that'll be, you know, cheaper to just go that route if the team wants to. So it'll be the agents calling the teams more so than the teams yeah. wanting to get a deal done, except for I think in the case of Burrow, where get it done now because you already know it's going to be a lot and every minute you wait, it just gets more expensive. I was thinking that too. Like Tua, as you kind of laid out there, perfect guy for the fifth year option. Hopefully we want to extend you after that point. Where Burrow, it's cheaper every day. Every day you do it now is, is going to be cheaper. And I also think that there's no question. You know, I mean, we all know that they want to keep him. You know, like uh, there is some good faith here, kind of like I said about signing guys in camp. Send the right message to the organization that we're going to do this as soon as possible. Where the Cardinals did it with Kyler too soon. You know, he wasn't out of the woods yet when they gave him that huge deal. You know, they should have waited a year. Not that they wouldn't have done it, but there's no, you can jump the gun too early. But no one's thinking, oh, I don't know about this Burrow guy. <laughs> you know? I mean, right, just, give, yeah. just do it. Right. It feels like he's been in the league longer than the other guys, but they're all from that same draft class with, with yeah, Herbert yeah. and, and Tua. Tua and Hurts. And and right. Hurts. Next, let's get d- deeper into the Packers. and okay. the Jets I want to talk Jets and, a little bit. Too. Aaron yeah. Yeah. And Derek Carr and, and some of those names coming up on Peacock and Williamson Mailbag and some non-quarterback questions cool. as well. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. It's midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And now is the time with the NBA season post-All-Star break where things really get serious as those playoff push happen in the NBA. And of course, there's college basketball as well. And it's almost tourney time uh, for that, which is um, there's nothing more fun, I think, to wager on than the college basketball tournaments. And of course, you can still bet on the NFL as well. Future Super Bowl champions and draft props at FanDuel. And of course, my favorite thing to do at FanDuel is same game parlays. Build your own parlay. At FanDuel, you can combine your bets for that bigger payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks for making this your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. A quick reminder and a, a quick uh, favor to ask of all the listeners out there, even if you don't do a lot of YouTube, go to YouTube and subscribe to the brand new Peacock and Williamson feed. It is the we're on our brand new own channel now. It's just the Peacock and Williamson NFL show channel. We used to be on the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube. Nothing changes with all of your audio apps and all of your podcast feeds. Just YouTube. We have our own brand new channel now. So help us out and go uh, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell, the thumbs ups on on the episodes that you watch there. And we really appreciate it. That is YouTube.com slash at Peacock and Williamson is where you can find our brand new YouTube channel. Aaron Rodgers. It really does feel like, and and we'll see how Aaron Rodgers feels when he comes out of the cave. Uh, I don't know if it's a cave. He talked about getting you know food inside of a little slot. I mean, I, I really want to hear more <laughs> about this dark retreat and, and how it actually works, and how dark you are, and you know how confined you are. I, I would lose my mind. I would get like oh. claustrophobic in a, in a small room. The darkness wouldn't be so bad, but you know, if you're if I feel like I'm trapped in a cave, like that would be bad. If I'm just like 
out in the wilderness in a dark room, that would be kind of cool and, and unplugging. And I could see why that would be beneficial and not have sure, any sure. social media or gadgets around you all the time and, and really clear your head. And, and we'll see how Aaron Rodgers feels about things when he, when he climbs out of there. The Green Bay Packers side of things, it really feels like they are doing work. And there's reports that, you know, they're, I don't know if they want to trade Aaron Rodgers, but the way their contract is put together and, you know, it's hard for uh, people who do contract stuff to explain it. It's, it's an odd contract, but it's doable. There's not like some $100 million that hits the cap instantly and, and screws everything up. There's cap ramifications, but this, can, this deal can get done before June 1st and Aaron Rodgers can go somewhere else. And the Green Bay Packers are at least putting together some work to make it seem like they would do this trade if that's what Aaron Rodgers wants. And they're, they're putting, they're putting work in to potentially get that done. So we could see the, the Jordan love era with the green Bay Packers. So Mm -hmm. the question becomes if Rodgers crawls out of his cave, wants to keep playing and he's open to a trade and the Packers are listening to offers and the contract stuff works for another team, the jets seem like the most likely, but I'm sure there'll be other suitors as well. Yeah. It's funny. You said the word Jordan love and I'm like, he was in that Tua draft class too. I kind of forgot right. about it. You were talking about He's contracts. Not up for contract anytime soon, but this time next year, if he balls out, who knows? Right, we right. Him as well. right. And I, I, I'm sure they have a better feeling of what they have in Jordan Love. And a lot of reports have been strong. He played a little bit this past year. It looked good. Whatever, you know. Um, but I also think Green Bay. I don't say they're done with Rodgers, but I think that that is kind of run its course and I I was looking at some potential cap casualties this year like David Bakhtiari would sign would would save them a ton of money letting him go it might be a good reset year move on from the the Cobbs and all the you know Rogers friends that have been around too long and Bakhtiari's been a great player but I'd rather have the 18 or 20 million at this stage with his injuries move on from Rogers give love a shot and see where you're at by the way, there's plenty of teams that could use the David Bakhtiari. On oh, yeah, right. As well. No question. You know, I'm not saying he's shot or anything, but boy, the injuries. He's been on the field a lot lately, and mm-hmm. it might be a great year. Sort of like what the Chiefs did, except there's no Mahomes. <laughs> you know, I mean, just kind of take a step back, gather up some draft picks, get a little younger, get our cap a little healthier, see what you have in Jordan Love, maybe win seven, eight, nine games and go from there. I think that's a good move for Green Bay in general. Um, but I do think if you're the Jets, I think it's going to be Rodgers or Carr. And the way that it's setting up with the timeline is it sounds like Carr's the consolation prize. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, like Rodgers is tremendous, but would you rather have Rodgers for two years, three years? Maybe that's what you're waiting on is, hey, Aaron, I love you. I think we can win the Super Bowl with you next year. But how long are you thinking about playing? Is that what you're doing in your dark cave? <laughs> you know, you, you're giving me one year, or you're giving me three. I need to know that answer before I right. can give up a lot of picks for you. And are we going to do this dance again next offseason? Because clearly the Packers, right. and even Packers fans, I think that's part of it too, is the Packers organization, Packers fans are like, ah, I, I, I don't want to be held hostage every offseason. Well, they went through it with Favre too. Like, right. I've been down this road. You know, it's not fun. I, I think Green Bay just says, Get what you can. Yeah, let's go. Uh, and, and that's part of it, too, is like uh, how much can the Jets give up for I know. short-term Aaron Rodgers? Even if it's MVP Aaron Rodgers, it was only one year, maybe two years max. Right. You giving up two first-round picks for that? 
Like, I'm not just jumping in on the car, not signing him right this second without at least having a conversation with Rogers once he gets out of the cave or whatever. And I don't know when that's due to happen. But I think you also, if you're the Jets, it's not a foregone conclusion that the right move is Rogers minus a first round pick and other stuff, I'm assuming, for a short stint as opposed to Carr on a three or four year deal and go from there and maybe Wilson emerges too. Who knows? You know, I think Wilson will be a Jet. Speaking of players signing, Carr might get a bigger payday than we realize too, because they might, so. you know, it, 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 it might be Jets and Panthers and Saints and yeah. you know, who else? Team D coming after Carr. And there might be a little bit of a bidding war there because he's the first one that they can go get. And teams don't want to sit, especially the Panthers. The Panthers are sitting back. If I'm owner David Tepper and I'm looking at my, I'm having a meeting with my guys, I'm like, you're all fired. If you do what we did last year, sit back and end up with yeah. a bad quarterback situation. So right, be proactive. Right. Go do something. Let's get better. Yeah, and that seems like the nature of that owner and in, in building in general. You know, they dragged their feet, didn't get Watson, and settled for a lot of not even consolation prizes. You and know, even desperation. Going back to, going back to the, they could have drafted Justin Fields, who's sitting there for him, and they yeah, you know, and they were like, let's spend a second rounder on uh, on Darnold. They'd go through mm-hmm. that, you know, that kind of sent them on this trajectory. So they, they just take car and right. And know. so they, and then they're like, they're motivated. So then now it's like the saints have already been obviously interested, had him in a couple of times, I think. Right. Or at least yeah. had a couple, multiple conversations. He was there for multiple days and, and the jets could be involved if there's no Rogers there. So that could get interesting with Derek Carr. Maybe he makes himself a lot more money. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think there's at least two, everyone just links the jets and saints to him. But I bet we could come up with four or five others. You know, I mean, if Lamar gets traded, what about Baltimore? You know, I, I know your thoughts on Daniel Jones. I mean, wouldn't you rather give Carr forty million a year than Daniel Jones thirty-five? Yes, no, uh, no doubt. I personally, would and, and I think yeah. most teams would. Maybe not the Giants. Maybe the Giants really like what they they have. Mm-hmm. There. You know, so, maybe I, they want a runner. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, and it's funny because when we did our our preseason. Or our, our look ahead off season projections of where the quarterbacks were going to land. That's what I had Lamar going to the New York Giants and Carr ending up in Baltimore. So Baltimore okay. could, you know, be be that team. But obviously, dominoes have to fall first, and it might have to be uh, what we're talking about here: Rodgers and Lamar. Those dominoes, then everything else can start to settle in, and we'll see. By the way, there's reports that the uh, that the New England Patriots. Don't see much of a difference between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, and they didn't really like the way that Mac Jones uh, acted yeah. last season. And, and you know, maybe the Las Vegas Raiders with McDaniel, who did a great job with Mac Jones as as a rookie, would be interested in trading for him. So that's out there as well. So maybe that's a domino. Maybe the the Patriots are involved with Carr or somebody like that. Hmm. I, I didn't hear that, and personally, I don't agree with it. But I also agree that. Mac Jones might have a David have a Derek Carr like ceiling, and that's not good enough. Whether you like Zappy or not, maybe the answer just isn't in the building there, and they know it. So make it sound like you love Zappy and go from there. I'm glad you brought the Raiders though. So let's say the Jets and Rogers don't get married. I thought you were going to see the Raiders. Raiders are a good match for Derek Carr. I thought that. that (laughs) I wonder how that would look. A veteran quarterback, he could work. Is. Vegas, the only other Roger suitor, if it's not a Jet? Like, I'm almost thinking, like, if Green Bay says we're done with Rodgers and the Jets decide we'd rather go the car route, 
where else could he land? I mean, I'm sure the Saints would love it and could max out their credit cards to no end. Or is that too expensive? Is that anything too expensive for the Saints? Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Saints, yeah. When it comes to the cap stuff, if they could figure out Carr, I guess they could figure out Rodgers too. I like, I don't even know anymore. When right. It comes to the Saints. I mean, the any of those teams, the Panthers, you would have to, you would have to be considered. I can see Tepper just saying, I want to sell a bunch of 12 jerseys. Right. And yeah, right, right. right. Maybe up, that's I mean, it. In the end, it's up to Carr, I think. Or, I mean, it's up to Rodgers. Rodgers mm-hmm. will come out of cave and be like, yeah, you know what? I, I want to go to. Uh, to Indianapolis, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I guess the Giants would make sense as well. I guess there's more suitors than I thought. I kind of thought it would be Jets or bust, and then maybe the Raiders. But I could see the Panthers putting a big pitch in for them, or you know, a team like that. Maybe the Giants. You know, would make some sense. And real quick with the, the Giants, Anthony had a question here about Danny Dimes. He says if the G men tag Danny Dimes, they will save nothing. If they offer contract, then they're in bed with them long term. What do you do? Well, you can go back to our episode yesterday about the franchise tags and the decisions there, and we gave our thoughts. Short version for me is uh, I let him hit free agency, and I I think I let him find that there's not that much money out there for him Mm -hmm. because he's he's in line after all the names we've talked about so far as far as going after him, right? And I think similarly with the Seahawks and Geno Smith, the team you're already on is the only team that's really willing to offer you a lot. Good point. And so that's where you're going to get the most. And for the for the Giants, I think they tag Saquon. And I don't think you sign a long-term deal with, with Daniel Jones. And if you can find a huge deal somewhere else, maybe that saves you. And then you can go, go after a different quarterback. That, yeah. That's my plan anyway for the Giants. I like that plan. It's funny because I'm glad we talked Giants because I've been thinking about them a lot since yesterday's episode with the franchise tags. And, you know, should I tag Barkley? Should I tag Jones? Quarterbacks are obviously way more important than running backs. But I think I've come to a very similar conclusion to what you just said there in that Josh Jacobs, Pollard, Saquon, they're just too good at deals. Just franchise them. You know, it's only $10 million, like we said. It's 10.5 or whatever it is. Plus, I don't want to give running backs long-term deals anyway. They're very good players. They're in their prime. They're ideal franchise candidates. So I'm just slapping that on Saquon right now. And I don't even know if I'm talking a long-term deal with them. I might franchise you again next year and run you into the ground and send you on your way. And I would handle Jones the same way. Like, sorry, but the franchise tag is not an option anymore. But here is a contract with your name on it for X amount of dollars. And you can sign it right now. Or you can hit free agency. And it may or may not be waiting for you. Um, if we haven't signed anybody else by then, would love to have you back. Last year was great, but this is our offer. We are not negotiating. It's not come back with me when you want 10% more. The answer is no. You know, there is a blank spot here for you to put Daniel Jones on, you know, write your name. And if you want it, great. You might get more elsewhere. You might not. And it might not be waiting for you two days after free agency opens. Or Derek Carr might sign tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and the Giants, ha- you know, Dable and uh, and Shane, the, the GM, they have good reason to be confident in their ability. Yes. And I, I think that might embolden them to say, you weren't good till we got here, dude. So calm mm-hmm. down. Here's a contract. This is what we think we, you should sign for. But really, the, the, the thing that, that messes this all up is there's no middle class with. No. free agent contracts for quarterbacks in the NFL. You're either a journeyman or you're getting stupid money and there's no mm-hmm. in-between, which is where Danny Dimes, I think, should be after one good, not amazing year 
for for the Giants. So yeah, it, and there's no there's no there's no comp for what he should sign. So you know he's even in a weird spot. Like where do you you know what is what is Daniel Jones' agent argue that he should you know what, what's the contract that he points to that he says I mean, oh this can't is, be Watson right know. like the, maybe I, you go go back to like the Jimmy G contract after he had like that. You know, he traded to the Niners, had a good six game run, and they had no choice but to sign him. And he ended up with $30 million a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that the situation they're in with with Daniel Jones right now? Maybe that's it's, it's really tough to find a comp for what Daniel Jones should get paid. Yeah. And it's tough as an agent and a team to go to be the groundbreaker there, because the league does need a starting quarterback, middle class tier. You know, you can't go in, into the negotiations with the Giants and say, give me the Andy Dalton contract. I'm like, of course we'll give you the Andy Dalton contract. You know, like, it has to be better than that, you know. But you can't go in there and say, I want the Deshaun Watson contract. You get laughed out of the building. So somebody has to start creating that. And that's hard to do because there's no comps, you know, and that makes it really tough. Next, we got questions about Eric Bieniemy, uh, the Cowboys' needs, and how they're going to find another wide receiver to be the number two with C.D. Lamb, uh, Chargers stopping the run, and one more question about quarterbacks. This one, Matt Ryan and Colts edition next. I do want to thank everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen, and make sure you subscribe up to the brand-new YouTube channel, and we would really appreciate you there. We're going to be coming at you every single day, all off-season long, and then back into the regular season again. That is what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And don't forget, your team is covered on the network, no matter the sport. Okay, last question, I swear, about quarterbacks. Genesis says, if Colts release Matt Ryan, he's a certainty, he's certainly a realistic possibility in SF, right? Well, if he wants to keep playing, like he, he mm-hmm. looked pretty washed. We've thought that about some quarterbacks in the past, but I could absolutely see a scenario where Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan want to give it one more run. And what, what, wouldn't that be a storyline of Matt Ryan and, and Kyle Shanahan getting back to the Super Bowl and winning one after what happened with the 28 to three with the Falcons? Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and there's recent news that as, as of today, this supposed Brock Purdy is supposed to get his surgery today, Matt, and uh, mm. there's still swelling, so he's going to push that surgery back. So, oh, the wow. six month timeline starting in March, now you're going to miss all of preseason. And so, we'll see what it ends up looking like if, if, if Brock's even ready to go. And, Right now, the 49ers have zero quarterbacks. Jimmy G's a free agent. Uh, but Trey Lance has not been cleared. He, he's, you know, he's pretty close, but uh, yeah, yeah. And he should be cleared by OTAs. But right now, today, if they held a practice, they have zero quarterbacks that can go out there and be cleared and play. Um, so bringing in a quarterback, the 49ers absolutely will. Would they bring in Matt Ryan with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy? I don't think so. But if they aren't ready to go through the growing pains of Trey Lance and they believe in Brock, they just need a stopgap. To what to when he's ready, I could see Matt Ryan potentially be an option for the 49ers. And uh, but Matt Ryan looks pretty washed. I don't know if he's ready to hang him up yet, if there's a good landing spot for him, but I do think he's released by the Colts. I think that's oh, yeah, yeah, gonna happen. Yeah, they save a good buck by doing that. Um, I agree basically with everything you said. If I'm Matt Ryan, though, I have to kind of swallow my pride a little bit and realize I'm now. Joe Flacco, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, that's yes. the kind of contract I'm going to get. I'm hanging on at the end. I'm close to Chad Henney land. You know, I mean, I know I had more success than Henny, but you're basically the Joe Flacco level contract, one-year deal, mentor, backup. But that system would 
be good for Ryan. You know, I mean, you get it out quick, let guys do, you know, he could point guard it up. His mind is still sharp. He's been around the block. He's familiar with Shanahan. So I'm with you. I mean, if deep down the Niners are chuckling to themselves, Brock Purdy's a guy, you know, he, I want him to be our starter, Matt, you can be his mentor, you know, teach him the ropes, be his big brother, hold down the fort for the first month until Brock is ready. And we're going to entertain trading Lance. I mean, I think that's as good a setup as you could get if you're Ryan. Could absolutely see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Snacky says, Troy Aikman says the Cowboys need another wide receiver. The free agent class is weaker than Peacock's knees when he sees a good margarita. Do you have any creative <laughs> ideas for getting Dak a legitimate number two? Um, Dr. Snacky has inside information about my knees. Yes, uh, I do love a good margarita, although this is a dry month for me right now. So mm. I think yesterday was National Margarita Day, by the way. Oh, it's, it's always National Margarita Day in the Peacock house. <laughs> by the way, if you're doing margaritas, like I, I'm not doing the do- dollar margarita night. You know, I, I don't want a neon green fish bowl of margarita because that's just diabetes in a bowl. I, I want a short, <laughs> right. very strong margarita. I make my own. I actually have a my own cocktail. Oh, that we I need to do that. It's called the Pavo Real, which is a mezcal margarita, sort of adjacent drink. It's mezcal. It is elderflower liqueur, fresh squeezed lime juice. And if you want to do it fully, you go a little uh, grapefruit bitters and a little cardamom bitters, which goes well with uh, both the elderflower liqueur and a little smokiness of the, the mezcal. Fantastic cocktail. But oh. give me a short margarita that's very strong. That's the way I like my margarita. And I also have bad knees anyway, so my right knee is always kind of weak. Um, <laughs> but to answer Dr. Snacky. Let's talk about tequila for a minute, though. Okay. <laughs> I love a good margarita as well, but I don't want the sugars and the the big fishbowl right. is awful and it, ma- it makes me sick. It's terrible. My, my wife loves like a jalapeno infused margarita, which oh, is kind yeah. of fun too, a little spice. Mm-hmm. But th- I adore tequila. It's my second favorite drink. I'm a whiskey guy deep down. But tequila, everyone's like, and I drink it neat. I mean, I pour it in a glass, sip tequilas, neat. You know, to me, that's how you do it. Yeah. Everyone's like, doesn't that make you sick? Don't you have tequila stories? I'm like, folks, and I'm sure you know this. 100% agave, you can't go wrong. If it's not 100% agave, it's full of garbage and makes you throw up in college. You know, like, that's the yeah. whole key to the tequila, tequila world. Uh, yeah, I'm not going into the well and sipping on that. You know, I'm not no. sipping on Jose Cuervo or whatever it is. I, I, You get yourself a glass of really nice tequila, same as whiskey, yes. and then maybe a rock in there, and you sip on it if you if you like it that way. And maybe no rocks. You know, however you like it, that's how you do it. It's, yeah, definitely booze forward when it comes to the any cocktail or just sipping on it is always nice. Right. I mean, unlike vodka or some other ones, there's two versions of tequila. There's 100% agave and there's garbage, you know. <laughs> anyway. Do, do, can the Cowboys get a, a 100% agave wide receiver to go with C.D. Lamb, or are they screwed with this draft class and with uh, the, the lack of star power in free agency? I think they're a little bit in trouble. I, I don't think this is the offseason to be – wide receiver needy, you know, starting wide receiver needy. Now, I know these two names aren't inspiring, but current Cowboys, Gallup and Tolbert, I think might be better than what they showed last year. I mean, Gallup is coming off an injury. It wasn't the same. I'm betting he's a better player next year than last. Tolbert was terrible and, you know, non-useful at all, but he could take a jump and at least be useful next year. So there's two in-house options, I think, that are sort of enticing. But I, if you don't, if you're the Cowboys and you don't use a first-round pick on a receiver, you know, an Addison or somebody like that, you might be out of luck for short-term help. 
it's a good point about Tolbert and Gallup. And they they could be in a spot late first round to mm-hmm. grab one of the speedy wide receivers in this class. And there's not a lot of stud, you know, yeah, do it yeah. all wide receivers. But I think they could find someone with some speed, which is probably mm-hmm. what you're looking for, you know, next to, to C.D. Lamb there. So it's not impossible for them. And, and they'll find that style of receiver or you might have to hit the trade market. Yeah, I don't know how much money they have to go get a DeAndre Hopkins or something right. like that. Probably not. And then another thing that complicates it even more we talked about franchise tags. I don't think Dalton Schultz returns. I think Ferguson's the tight end. So you might downgrade a little bit in receiver and pass catchers in general. Best run stoppers in free agency that the Chargers could sign. This question from me. Uh, there, there's a lot of good defensive tackles in free agency. You just got yeah, to pay. Right. They afford to, to give uh, to, to back up the truck for Javon Hargrave or Deron Payne or uh, even Dalvin Tomlinson and some of those other free agents are going to make a little bit of money. But if you're motivated, you can find that player. And there, there's a lot of good ones in the draft. I love uh, the the defensive tackle, the nose tackle from from Michigan. And you can mm-hmm. find these guys in the draft and you might be able to find them in the second round area, too. So uh, this is very doable, I think, for the Chargers and, uh, you know, linebackers can be had. You know, scheme, I, I think that's part of it. We saw with the Eagles, and, and I think the Chargers are similar where it, it's not a priority to stop the run. So it might just be alter your scheme and and worry about the run a little bit more on defense. That might be part of it as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of layers here, and I don't want to go too deep into it. But right now, they're, they're in a bad spot cap-wise. We talked about the Herbert contract looming, but they do have a lot of contracts they can rework. I mean, I'm sure Bosa and some of those dudes, there's been talk of cutting Khalil Mack and or Keenan Allen that would free up some money. But I think a big, I mean, this has been a Staley thing is he is a Fangio disciple and that defense is, you know, the Eagles is like that as well, that we're going to play with lighter boxes. We're going to play with a two high shell. And if we give up five and a half yards per carry, so be it. I mean, that part of it is scheme to me. But the Eagles, unlike the the Chargers, have got the big body D tackles. You know, they go and get Jordan Davis and Hargrave to make up for it, where I think the Chargers have been lacking in that department. We're going to play with smaller boxes, but we're not going to play with a lot of beef between the tackles. Well, that's a problem. And then you're at the bottom of the league two years in a row and run defense. But I might go the cheap route. I just mentioned the Eagles. Like, how about the two veterans they signed midseason? You know, um, bring in Namakong Su. You know what I mean? I mean, he's not, he'll give you his quality stats on early downs, you know, guys like that. I mean, a lot of those big nose tackle-ish, you know, de-tackle run stuffers last a long time and you can get a lot of snaps out of them when they're 35 and on the cheap. Last one. And this could be a quick answer because the, the bottom line is we don't know a lot when it comes to us, you know, assistant coaches in the NFL. Yeah, but totally. Joey bag of donuts says is LaShawn McCoy saying Eric B didn't do anything sour grapes or legit. And it's like, I don't know. I, I got to defer to the guy that was in the meeting rooms with him. So if mm-hmm. Sean McCoy says Eric B wasn't leading those meetings and that he had, didn't show him what it would take to be a, a, an NFL head coach. Um, I, I have to take his word for it. You know, and some of the current chiefs have said that that's uh, that's cap. Matt, uh, I, I've, I don't know. I have no idea. It's just all speculation on my part. Right. Like there's, there's multiple reasons I think working together against Eric B So going and call and play somewhere is probably a good move, but at the same time, um, not a lot of head coaches getting hired out of the Washington commanders building. That's what I was going to say too. Right. Like you, you think that's going to be a top 10 offense next year with Sam Howell, you know, or whoever but it is. If it, 
if it is him. right 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 it is the teams might be lining up you know whether or not right. he's had you know there's you know there's i mean there's everything there's there's some skeletons in eric Bieniemy's closet of going all the way back to the colorado days there mm-hmm. he is um you know he didn't call plays and now there's this stuff with with LaShawn McCoy saying that, you know, he wasn't really the the engine that was running things. Uh, you know, he's a running backs coach. Everyone's it's a passing league. Everyone wants the guy that was either a play caller or a quarterbacks coach. Those are the offensive guys that are getting hired for the most part. So um, if it was any one of those things, then maybe it would be easier for Eric Bieniemy. I think it's a lot of stuff together. So, you know, yeah. uh, clearly, if he wants to be a head coach, he needs to change something. And And so. Uh, I like that he's going after it. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go call play somewhere. And and so we'll see how it works out. But, you know, let's say Sam Howell turns into something and and that Washington Commanders team takes a step up. Well, I think you've got to start taking Eric Bieniemy more seriously. But as far as the intricacies yeah. of what he did in the building, I don't know. So I got to defer to someone like LaShawn McCoy who was in those meetings. Yeah. Again, we have no way of knowing. The only evidence I have is, of course, I know who the engine in the building is, and it's Andy Reid, of course, oh, right. you know, yeah. and, you know, we know, I mean, Belichick's going to run his organization. I mean, we, we know these things. Um, I'm sure he did more than just sit around doing nothing, though. I mean, he had a valuable yeah. role in a very impressive organization and offense. Um, the only evidence we have, though, is he took a lateral move with a lesser organization to change the perception of who he is as a coach to eventually become a head guy. And he has not been short on interviews. I mean, he's had a lot of opportunity and nobody pulled the trigger on him. I don't know why. Is he not a good interview? It doesn't sound like he's a great interview. Yep. It's it's just hard to answer those questions because mm, we don't know. And we get asked a lot. It's like, oh, who's the next hot coordinator? It's like, I have no idea. You can point uh, to offenses that are good, you know, and say, hey, maybe someone from this team. Uh, you know, everybody in the Super Bowl gets a lot of interviews, right? And, and sure. coordinators get hired away from the uh, both play callers on the uh, on the cheat on the on the on the Eagles got hired away. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and it doesn't mean they're good hires or bad hires. We don't know. No. And, and we've seen guys get hired out of the Chiefs building that that fell in their face too, like Matt Nagy. Oh. So, How many that, Patriot assistants did not do? Well, well, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, One after it, another. Right. You want a piece of that, but if you don't get the engine, did you really get the right guy? And and that's why it's so tough in the NFL. That's why there's so many teams looking for new coaches every single year. But uh, good luck to Eric Bieniemy in Washington. I hope this sure. works out for him. It's, it's going to be a, a fun one to follow there and, and watch how things go with him as the play caller. Thanks again, everybody, for all of the questions and making us your first list. And apologies to those that we did not get to. We went a little long today. Just wanted to hit a lot of your questions because there's so many good ones out there every single week. We appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed up to the brand new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel. And we'll be back tomorrow and all off season long right here. Peacock and Williamson.